looking kind of pretty and it don't stop till we go pop well done all right cool we're good no we're sort of dance I still get down while we got this chance. Oh, you're totally going to use that for the intro, Regan. You've got to use this five lyrics for the intro. Which song is it? You got the feeling. I think it's been a couple of songs, isn't it? If you're getting down, baby. Come on it now, baby. Come on, get on, baby. I want it now, baby. Did you guys have to... I hope you had to Google the lyrics for that. Oh, no. No, no. Five, come on. They're a British boy band. Yeah, man. They're uh yeah they're 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 a they're a national treasure. If you say so. All right, let's start. <laughs> Sweet. Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome back to the Overcast Gamer Show. You're joined by me. My name is Abe Foster. It's the 30th of July, 2017. I'm also joined by Regan Harper, about Star Valentine. Yeah, and we've got a we've got a pretty pretty sweet show planned for you today. Uh, we've got some some intro, sort of what's been going on in our lives, and just random miscellaneous crap as per usual. We've got a whole bunch of stuff to talk about. We've been, pl- been playing. I'm going to talk about uh, some sneaky sort of potentially No Man's Sky related stuff mm. not really sure yet but that should be interesting uh and then we also have a discussion on uh on trailers so stay tuned for that so boys how you been what you been up to uh i've i've been well um yeah. i hope, hope i can say the same for everyone else uh my big news and it's not huge news i got myself a sweet new t-shirt today this nice. is this is this is the level that my life is running on at the moment <laughs> But there's this wee story because uh, my girlfriend's sister went to Japan recently, which uh, I'm super jealous about because it sounds like it was amazing. Yeah. Um, and she sent me a message like a wee while after they got there, like a couple of days in. And she was like, I'm at this shop and it's a seven story electronics store. I don't know. I, I'm assuming that's something that people know about when they go to Japan. Do you want like something for your switch? And I was like, oh, uh, yeah, sure. Yeah, that sounds great. Like just even even just like a charger, like an extra charger so that I don't necessarily, like I can charge it kind of anywhere rather mm. than just having the dock. And she came back with a three meter long switch cable, which is incredible. Oh, three, nice. three goddamn meters. And also um, this sweet t-shirt, which is a Nintendo shirt, which is like a, it's white, and then all the whole thing is kind of like a tessellated pattern with uh, like different sort of chunks of Mario and, and Nintendo kind of characters all over it, and it's like all geometric. And then like on the on the left breast, shall you say, is like an embroidered Mario. It's fucking sweet. Nice. That sounds cool, man. Yeah, man. I really want to see that. We'll have to. Um, you have to flick us through a picture, and we can put it in the show notes. Oh, definitely. Yeah, we'll we'll make sure that's on on social media because it's uh, it's pretty special stuff. And it also turns out that I am a large in Japanese sizing. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh yes, I remember. I remember this uh, this feeling uh, in the states where I found out I was a boys large. <laughs> Awesome. <laughs> it surprises me that then. you're a large, Regan, because I'm a large, and I would say you're a larger than me. So, mm. you know, yeah. all of my clothes, like, fit snugly as, like, the larges I got fit, like, 
well kind of thing, not like yeah, too baggy or anything. That's interesting, Balthazar. I mean, the large for you must be the height of the shirt as opposed to the width of the shirt. It's, yeah, it's I don't know, though, because they're fairly tight around the chest as well, like width-wise. Mm. Hmm. Interesting. Well, this fits like like perfect, um, yeah. but it'll just Maybe be like Maybe large a... is just magic over there. Like Japanese large is just this will magically fit you perfectly regardless <laughs> yeah. if you're real. Yeah, I wanted to say <laughs> any Westerner will just fit a large, but then that that is that is a lie. That is a goddamn <laughs> yeah. lie. It's a bare faced lie, <laughs> yeah. Regan. Big time. But that's pretty much me. I other than that, I've been um I've been going to the gym, I've been playing more video games. Um I got a new job. I gotta change my job title, which was also what? cool. Talk about talk about that. Talk about that, man. I, yeah. I don't know about this. Yeah, well, this is new. This is like two days two days old, hot nice. off the press. Yeah, so I've been working in support, as you you two will know, for what two three, three years now. Yeah. Which yeah. you know, and support jobs, man, they have a shelf life. Um, yep. You know, <laughs> absolutely. Let's <laughs> to put it lightly. Yeah, and uh, so yeah, no, I've recently got a new job where essentially I'm moving into some more salesy stuff, doing outbound sales, which and the, essentially it's like account management stuff. So yeah, pretty pretty pumped about that. So all in all, life is looking up for me. Um, Good stuff, man. Yeah, that's, that's, yeah, that's great to hear. It's nice not to have to deal with like this thing about support jobs. If anyone out there that's listening has worked in a support job, the hard part about it is that you're just dealing with problems all day. Yes, that's it. You're, yeah. I, I equated it to you're cleaning up after people. Essentially, is what essentially. you're doing. You're the you're the cleaner of uh, you know whatever business you're working for, just not not literally. Yeah, yeah, totally. Shit. Yeah. So yeah, it's all good. It's all good. What about you guys? What's been going on? Belza. Uh, <laughs> not a lot actually really too different has been going on in my life lately um i've had a couple of like doctor's visits where i think this thing's wrong because things feel wrong and then i'm just told the same thing every time getting pretty sick actually of being of paying you know like 50 dollars to be told that i'm perfect and there's oh. nothing wrong with me it's <laughs> such an inconvenience um but the latest kind of thing in the long list is i've not slept for a while because i can feel my brain and it's yeah it's weird like abe you uh you can feel your brain your your response was jesus christ <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> to yeah. that it's fairly apt you can't really explain it it's not it's not something that you can kind of I, I guess the easiest way to do it, because it's something that most people probably will have felt at some point in their life, is, you know, when you feel your stomach, so your stomach doesn't hurt and you're not necessarily hungry, but you're just conscious of the fact that your stomach is there because you can feel it. <laughs> it's doing something and you feel it doing something and you're like, right. all right, I know you're there. I'm kind of getting annoyed at constantly being aware of the fact that you're there doing something now. have a stomach, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like that, but I'm constantly aware of my brain. Like I can feel my brain there. <laughs> Wow. So, it's really weird. so you went into and the doctor to talk about this and he was like, so what can I help you with? And you were like, so I can feel my brain. <laughs> I can feel my brain. <laughs> is, uh, I coupled it with a visit for something else, which is I've had sort of, I hate using the term back pain because everyone has back pain. Like, you know, you talk to anyone, they're like, I have back pain, but I can't describe it as it. Like I had a pain in the lower right of my back for on and off for over a year. And every time I felt it, it was always in the exact same place. So I was mm. like, hmm maybe there's something there and hannah was saying well you know there could be some organs behind there like this might be you know ki kidney <laughs> yeah kidney pretty problems sure or yeah, something yeah because of my horrible diet and everything so i was like all right fine i'll go to the damn doctor and pay another 50 dollars for nothing and so i went for that primarily and you know i did the usual got me to do some bending 
uh, like sideways and forwards and everything for my back. And he's like, no, above average range of movement for someone of your age. And then did a urine sample of things like, nope, above average urine sample for someone of your age. Uh, <laughs> that one wasn't above average. average. Urine that was seven, seven out of 10 urine <laughs> sample. Yeah. Volume, um, great. Everything like there was nothing wrong. Just like, you know, it'd probably be if you live a fairly routine life, then it'll just be, you know, a muscle spasm that is repeatedly occurring in the same place because you live, you know, the same life basically. So you sit in the same way, you sleep in the same way, you do the same thing. So you probably, you know, irritate the same muscle constantly kind of thing mm, right. um so that's that's that um and then we touched on the brain thing it was just like yeah no that's that's a bit that's a bit above me <laughs> that's uh you know that's kind of get a scan and everything yeah that's like get a scan sort of territory like see if there's anything different going on with the with the brain waves or anything like if there's anything irregular happening there if there's maybe pressure because it's likely that you're not feeling the brain you're feeling something alien in the brain you know like a, a, a pressure from something oh, else yeah um, so you know who knows yeah, this is sounding like the start of a horror movie. Man. It is, yeah. Yeah. Do you guys ever get that um, sense when you go to the doctor where they like you go in with a problem and you're like, yeah, I'm, I'm feeling like this is this is this is the thing. You know, I've got an issue here, and they tell you what they think it is, and then there's always that niggling thing in the back of your mind where you're like, are you sure? Like, are you sure that that <laughs> is that the problem? <laughs> like, I don't know. I think I have a trust issue, but like. You know, yeah. you, you sometimes, I guess doctors deal with people who, are, you know, hypochondriacs all the time or, or getting towards that. But yeah, mm. just always like, mm, is that really the problem, doctor? You know? Yeah. Uh, I think that's why whenever I go, I preface everything. Like I told him with the back pain, I'm like, look, I don't want to describe it as back pain because I bet every second person you have coming in here says, doc, I've got terrible back pain. Um, so <laughs> I don't want to tell you it's back pain, but it's in my lower back region <laughs> kind of thing. Like it is a pain that on my body would be described as on my back kind of thing. <laughs> um, but I don't believe it is my back itself that's in pain. I think it's something else. I always overly elaborate everything when I go to a doctor because I don't want to sound like a hypochondriac, you know, yeah, like yeah. I'm just, uh, so, but in the end, it just ends in me rambling and then going, okay, so what's the actual problem? So what is it you actually have? And I'm like, oh, back pain, I guess. <laughs> it sounds like they're starting to a terrible, terrible joke. Okay, doctor, doctor, I have back pain. And then the, 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 the sort of retort from them is that'll be $55. <laughs> yeah. The punchline is you get to pay a lot of money. Yeah. yeah I, I have the same thing, Balthazar. I went to the doctors recently, which just, I, I just, uh, it pissed me off so much because I'm a pretty healthy person and I haven't been mm. to the doctors for about, I don't know, 12 years or something. And it, it just, yeah, I just walked in there. They pretty much told me, oh, yep, this is, this is it. And it, the conversation lasted less than five minutes and it was 50 bucks. I was like, that yeah. is outrageous. It's ridiculous, <laughs> right? Like last time I went as well, I, I, I'm like you, Abe, I barely go. And then I've just found myself, I've gone twice in the last three years. And the first time I went was again, because we thought there was something serious because my eyes were constantly yellow, which is typically a liver problem. Mm. Um, and that was when they were just like, oh, you have Gilbert syndrome. You're genetically immune to heart attacks and strokes. And I was like, okay. <laughs> I guess that's pretty good. I basically paid $50 for immunity to two killers. So, <laughs> yeah, right. I'm invincible. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, now I'm becoming you now. I was just about to say it's like that episode of The Simpsons where Mr. Burns that's a, uh, that's goes exactly in for the checkup and finds out he has everything, but it's <laughs> yeah. in such perfect balance. Nothing. Yeah. Like, he's like, so you're, what you're saying is I'm invincible. He's like, no, even the slightest no. breeze could. He's like, invincible. <laughs> Brilliant. Oh, uh, beautiful. Yeah, well, anything else going on there, Balthazar, apart from uh, some sort of strange, possibly 
either in your mind or in your brain. I'm not sure which one, but yeah, I don't know. No, other than that, it's been a it's been a pretty typical fortnight of playing games and <laughs> same old, same old. Yeah, yeah, nice, nice. nice. Yeah, I've, I've got a couple of things I can talk about. Moved into my new flat, which is uh, which is really cool. That's all. So all the all the moving's finally done. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, how's the North Shore? Um, that's good, man. I'm I'm enjoying it. It's um, I don't know, just very peaceful. Everything's really clean. Um, people seem. <laughs> People seem pretty, pretty civilized here, which is which is always good. Yeah. Um, no murders in the alleyways near your house. <laughs> no, no shootings as of yet. A uh, hundred meters from my house, which is which is always cool. I do miss the West a wee bit. It has such character and personality, and it gelled with me being from, uh, you know, having some Masterton roots, being yep. a, being a pretty filthy bogan um, at, <laughs> at core. Uh, so I do miss miss the West, and the West has far less people i'll tell you that much holy shit north shore is like brimming with people eh? it's, mm. it's a bit insane when you um when you leave the safety of your own home there's just there's just cars everywhere but uh yeah it, it also has some really really beautiful beaches and lovely little cafes and things around which is awesome because my old place didn't have a cafe anywhere near walking distance mm. um so it was so it's really nice to be able to go down to this i've sort of got a little i don't know if you call it a mall it's a it's a series of shops in a paved sort of section uh, every single shop is is some form of Asian, or it has Asian characters on it, or, or kanji, or whatever you call it. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It just blows. You know, everyone's like, oh yeah, Auckland's half Asian now. It it really is. I think like it. It seems you know, there's nothing. There's not a problem with that, but it's just really interesting to see that walking into what, a, a little New Zealand suburb and everything is marked with 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 Asian characters. It's just mm. kind of like holy shit. This is, I remember, this is I remember real. the same thing happening when I last time I went to Auckland, and I thought to myself. I should probably start learning one of these languages or at least yeah. be able to recognize what language that is. <laughs> yeah. 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 If I need to go to my local pharmacy, then shit, man, I need to know Mandarin or Cantonese. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. But no, also the, you know, the, the, the pro of that is that there's tons of Asian restaurants and food around, which mm. is just so delicious. I nice. love it. There's, there's Indonesian and uh, Chinese are my two favorites. Uh, Chinese dumplings um, are my two favorites so, so oh, far. Yeah. So, yeah, it's 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 brilliant. Drive to work has doubled, uh, but that's all good because it's just a motorway, and I've got my car and I've got my music now, so that's that's not a not a big deal. Mm. And it's just work. Doesn't matter if you're late. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I suppose so. <laughs> Doesn't matter if you're late. I think there's a lot of variables there. It depends on a lot of things. <laughs> I like to live by that philosophy that your employer will always tell you anyway, which is doesn't matter if you're two minutes or two hours late is late. So if I'm going to be late. <laughs> I might as well be late, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Apparently, I, they don't care either way. So. I, I like to think that that the companies that that we now work for don't, you know, they're not that petty. And that if you're if you're five minutes late, they're not going to be like, right, you're staying five minutes after work <laughs> to make that up, sort of thing. But uh, yeah, I don't know. The only other thing I want to talk about, and and we might even turn this into a new section. What do you guys reckon? The the um the film reviews. Yeah, definitely. Let's mm. do it. Let's this will be our it. trial run. Let's fucking cool. let's do it. So, All right. the premise cool. of this. Do we have could, a theme theme song? Uh, I'll whip one up. I'll whip one up. <laughs> <and it will. laughs> I'll fix that's it up. I'll, I'll fix that up in post. Don't worry about that. <laughs> Apologies for that uh, terrible, terrible thing. Um, yeah, Regan, do you want to explain what we're doing? All right. So the premise is we've got one minute, just one minute, 
to essentially do a mini review on a movie that you've seen recently. And Abe, you being the movie aficionado that you are, mm-hmm. uh, you are going to kick us off. I am indeed. Now, are we giving uh, you a word that has to be in the review as well? Yeah, yeah, you can oh, definitely. Oh, okay. Yep, yep. Chuck me through a word. Belzer. Cantankerous. Oh man, and lovely. Okay. Cool. And so, yep. just to save you a little bit of time, the movie's Baby Driver, I believe. That's it what is. You, yep. And you need to, you've got one minute and you need to include the word cantankerous. <laughs> <laughs> Cue uh, timer music now. All right. Well, Baby Driver is a film by Edgar Wright, formerly of uh, Shaun of the Dead, Hot Fuzz, Scott Pilgrim, The World's End fame. Uh, he's my favorite director of all time. He has very kinetic editing and, and action sequences as well as very clever writing. Baby Driver is a heist film. Uh, it's a, It sort of takes place around a guy who has tinnitus and he's, he's constantly got headphones in um, and he's the getaway driver for, for a series of people including Jamie Foxx and John Hamm, various other people. Um, Baby Driver is fantastic. It's a really, really good film. It's probably one of my favorites seconds. I've seen this year. Um, it's uh, it's an action movie, but it's a it's a musical at the same time. So it's soundtracked by constant music. I didn't recognize eighty percent of the music, which I loved even more. Um, it's it actually gets quite uh, quite intense in the violence. So that was unexpected, but you know it wasn't bad. Uh, John Hamm is a cantankerous old bastard in it. He uh, he really gets in your face towards the latter half of the film. And we also have uh, Kevin Spacey as the as the sort of heist leader. So he's uh, he's fantastic as per usual. In- Sweet. <laughs> nice one. That was well done. Thank you. Yeah, well done. Well done. Thank you very much. <laughs> do you do you guys feel like you know more about the film or or anything about the film? Yeah. I well, do. I yeah. knew nothing. So oh. now I feel like I actually know what that film is. Oh yeah. awesome. <laughs> really cool. Does it did it make you want to see it? Um I don't see films at the movies, so eventually, like it makes okay. me want to see it eventually, but not like go out and see I'll it. I'll take that. Actually, yeah, I'll take that. <laughs> nice. That's a success on, on uh, in, in my eyes. And you mo- <laughs> you worked in Cantankerous in the uh, the perfect spot too, because in that yeah. film, John Hamm was a cantankerous bastard. So he is a cantankerous. Yeah. To be bit. fair, that was a. I, I almost gave that as a given to you because every movie is going to have a cantankerous <laughs> character in it. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. It was that. more just a trial because you're our content writer, so I just wanted to keep you on your toes and make sure you knew how to use big words. <laughs> okay, yeah, that's no, no, good. I'm, I'm glad. Hopefully, I passed the test with that one. I'd imagine when it comes my turn to do one of those, you'll give me a word and I just don't know, won't know what it is and I'll just put it, I'll put it in there somewhere just I've, for the hell of it. I've got one that I'm going to give one of you guys already. It's one of my favourite words and, uh, and not, not many people know what it means. So, quidgibo? <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> that sounds like something from The Gods Must Be Crazy. Or... Um, but yeah, that's the movie review. Uh, what, what, we've got to come up with some sort of sweet name for this, eh? Mm. It's a film fiasco flying we'll work on it we'll work on it you just take one of those kiwi things instead of food in a minute it's just film in a minute oh like i like it and we can mm. just take the food in a minute logo and replace food with film (laughs) we don't even need a jingle anymore we'll just take the food in a minute jingle and we're we're good (laughs) again i'll fix that in post (laughs) that's sweet (laughs) all right we uh we better move on playing uh balthazar Mm. what have you been uh what have you been playing man I've been playing a lot, um, quite a bit. Do you want to elaborate on that? <laughs> sure. Um, so, oh, Splatoon 2 came out. Um, Splatoon. We, uh, we played some of that in the stream this week. Yeah. It's good, good fun. It was good um, fun. 
I got some few hours into that. That's just a fun little, you know, kind of you play. You know, it's not one of those games that you play as your main game. You know, it's just all a game that you kind of perpetually have just for half an hour every few days or what have you. Mm. Yeah. Um, Finish my lunch fun. early, need something to do for 20 minutes, I'll play some Splatoon. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, and then uh, this this Fortnite really has been a bit of a Fortnite of playing a little bit of a lot of games. Um mm. So it's like a bit of Splatoon on and off. Guild Wars 2 had its final uh, story update before the next expansion at the end of the year. Um, so I played through the story stuff in that. That's a game that every time I go back to it, I think, I enjoy playing this game. And then I finished the small story update and I'm like, but there's now to do in it. And then I go away for another sort of three months or so, um, which is disappointing to see, you know, a game that is so fun to play, just have nothing in it to actually play. Mm, yeah. Um, it's a bit sad. Uh, I played a wee bit of the Destiny 2 beta. Ah, oh, yes. Um, so that had the open beta on PS4 when? A week ago, maybe? Sounds about um, right, yeah. yeah. Um, I wanted to play the PC one, but that one is not until the final week of August now um, that that's on. So I'll, I'll play more when that's on. I didn't want to play too much of the PlayStation one because that's not how I will be playing the game if I get it. I'll be playing yeah. it on PC. Um but it's quite different for a game that at its core is essentially the same. They've yep. actually changed a lot. Um, they've made sort of your superpower, I forget what it's called, probably just superpower actually, take a lot longer <laughs> to charge. Um, so you don't kind of whiff it anymore. You, you, hold, you, you make sure that when you use it, you're using it you know, effectively kind of thing. So it's going to be a while before you get it again, which right. is quite nice because previously it would be up every 60 seconds and would last quite a while when you used it. So you could just kind of pop it constantly and it didn't really matter if you did it well or not. Now yeah. it's kind of like, all right, this thing takes me four to five minutes to get. So I should probably make sure when I use it, I use it well, um, which is nice. Uh, PVP, they've tweaked. It feels like the whole game actually, to some extent, has been skewed towards PvP rather than PvE this time, which would also explain why your super takes so much longer to get because, you know, you don't want in PvP someone to be able to one-shot someone every 30 seconds. But they've also, it means everything feels a bit weaker than it did in Destiny 1 because in PvP they're wanting everything to be kind of balanced and it feels like they'll probably have to do what MMOs do somewhere down the line and split the balancing between PvP and PvE so that nothing feels underwhelming in either game mode. But yeah, I mean, it's just a beta, so balancing isn't exactly mastered yet, but it feels it's just it surprised me how different it felt for a game that is essentially at its core exactly the same just with more story in it this time because that's what people wanted would you say so, did you, have you enjoyed the feel of it being different more than the feel of destiny one does it feel better i you? think i have it feels so the big difference for me is playing when you play the story mission and when you play the pve uh, like cooperative strike which is basically a you know four-man party dungeon kind of thing um yep. with a with a story tied to it it feels like you're playing levels and missions cooperatively in halo now it feels like mm. the story is the focus and you've got these set piece moments that you're pushing through for that and that the the you know the focus isn't on your powers and you're swapping between all these different weapons like you rely quite heavily now on your primary machine gun kind of thing um or rifle or what have you as opposed to all these fancy sub weapons and everything like it feels more like a shooter that you're used to playing rather than something it feels like 
the the lessons that Bungie learned from one, whether they're the correct lessons or not, was that they strayed too far from the formula that people are used to. And so they've dialed it back to being more what people are used to while still actually keeping everything that was different. So they've still got the supers, they've still got loot dropping, they've still got the ability to, you know, customize your weapons and stuff by putting mods in them and change your play style and level up and, and you know, create different builds based on how you level up. But they've changed the fundamental gameplay slightly so that it is more based around your skill at shooting rather than your theoretical skill at crafting the perfect build for the situation kind of right. thing. Right. Yeah. Okay. That makes so, sense. Yeah. Yeah, I think that makes sense because there's a reason that, you know, the, the genre of shooters have gone in the direction that they have because, mm. you know, generally that, that's kind of the, the most fun. And I think if you're... You know, anytime you you're creating a game where it, it kind of relies on what's already there in some respects, you've really got to strike that balance. I think stepping too far away from the genre is just, you know, you're you're asking too much of people. Um, yeah. And you're already, I think you're already doing enough when you're creating an MMO, you know, an MMO, and you've you've got a really sort of story driven shooter. You know, I think I think that's enough. Um, and all those other things are enough regard you know without having to step too far away from all the the kind of the classic stuff that people love about shooters yeah um, yeah i think i, I think the, the the biggest incentive uh that you you gave me there about as i was saying it feels like halo if they can make it feel would you say it feels like halos one to three as opposed to four or reach i never played anything beyond three so okay. yes like for me saying it feels like halo means it feels like one to three awesome um, it feels, I guess, because of the differences in there, i.e. the leveling up and the abilities and things like that, it feels like the next evolution of Halo, um, which is, you know, I feel comfortable making that as a statement because that doesn't say it's going to be as good as Halo 1 to 3 was because whenever games take an evolutionary step, it, it can be a back step. Yeah. Um, so it feels like based on what I played of Halo 1 to 3, this is what sort of Halo 8 would feel like if they just kept making minor changes each release. By the time it, you know, got way far down in the series, this is what it would feel like kind of thing. Okay. Um, and I think, like, definitely, I since I'm assuming the PC beta will be the same levels, I won't have played enough, you know, of the story prior to its release to be able to tell you if it's worth getting because i know that you're you know you the stuff about halo you liked as well as just how tight the actual gameplay was was you know the fact that there was a, a narrative throughout and everything yeah um, and given what a disaster destiny one's complete lack of narrative presentation was um having to go you know out of the game into a website and everything to read the story i can't tell you if that's going to be there but certainly this mission i feel semi-confident saying in my experience playing first person shooters the mission that they give you in the destiny 2 beta is the best first person shooter mission i've ever played whoa 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 yeah that's that's i have not ball. played a massive amount of first person shooters so that's kind of thing there. like <laughs> i've played the halos so that is you know it is a fairly big claim to say it's i, I preferred it to any of the single missions in halo that doesn't mean the whole game's going to be better or anything just i yep. preferred that one mission as an isolated mission to any single isolated mission from another fps i've played that could be the greatest mission they have in the game in which case you know the rest of it could still fall short uh but definitely they picked a really good mission to put in that beta because uh, if that is what the whole game is going to be like it's going to be a pretty up there shooter i reckon cool. awesome and better than portal 2 
Oh, see, that's they're too different, right? Like, I don't okay. consider Portal Two a shooter because yeah. it's a puzzle yeah. platformer, like with shooting. Uh, you know, yes, the controls are a shooter. Effectively, you know, you're not shooting things, um, right? So I wouldn't dare to ever compare the two. Okay, really. that, that's fair enough. Yeah, yeah, I understand that. I just, I just want to make pointless comparisons. Yeah, <laughs> just because I can. Just, just yeah. because I can. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, that's cool, man. Um, anything else you've been playing then? Uh, I've been jumping into the latest season of Diablo three because that's on my constant rotation when a season comes out. Just working my way through the Necromancer. He's pretty fun. And then I gave up on Final Fantasy twelve. Gave up, on Final Fantasy gave up yeah. on it like actually get like as in i genuinely don't think i'll be going back to it again i spent probably so regan and i chatted briefly on the stream about how i reached a point that i was unhappy with where i killed a boss and then everything around me now seems to be vastly higher level than me and so i can't do much to it like each small encounter i have against an enemy feels like a boss fight but the enemies don't come one at a time they're in packs of three so they just annihilate me kind of thing what era, and so remind me again what era you're in? Okay. I, I fucking don't know. It's some, some <laughs> <laughs> desert place just past the jungle or something. And yeah, the the I did some grinding. I was like, all right, you know what? I'm not going to play this again unless I get past this point now. So I did some grinding. I got like five levels up on each character. I went, started progressing through that area and I was like, okay, I guess I was just ridiculously underleveled, which still says to me that previous boss that was keeping me out of this area was fucking underpowered because I smashed it at my level. Hmm. Um, but I started making some progress and then I died and it hadn't saved at all and I'd lost five levels worth of grinding, which was probably over an hour. Yeah. And so that's it. I'm done. I'm not playing it again. I'm done. <laughs> like, I'm actually done. The game should not have allowed me to get to a point where I smash everything, absolutely obliterate it so it's a piece of piss, and then suddenly be like, oh, but actually now you're like 20 levels too low for this area. Like, that's fucking ridiculous. And then That's, that's some bad game I'm design. I'm out. Yeah, it, and maybe, like, I have to... Yeah, I mean, uh, I think I'm being too apologetic because when you say that i think well i must have done something wrong for it to do that but actually no i'm with you abe i shouldn't be so apologetic for the game for it to let me get to that point even if i took a path that wasn't intended it should yeah, not allow yeah. me to get to that point and not have any idea where i went wrong or where i'm supposed to go to make up for that like yeah. that is just poor game design it should not ever let you reach a point where pretty much i'm in a little safe area with a save point in it and no matter which exit i take out of that area the first enemy i come across will wipe my entire party i'm kind of intrigued by this because i've 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 played i don't know 20 hours or so 20 plus and i've not come across this so i'm mm. quite keen to know well, like, exactly saying, where i probably you are. went wrong somewhere but i'm going to stop apologizing for it because it's still bad game design that it let me do that yeah um, yeah and i've done fair. like i even if i did do something wrong somewhere i think the only way i'm going to get past this point now is to start the game again which i may do in the future you know a year or two i yeah. may be like i'm going to give 12 another crack and just start a new game yeah um and take my time more with it and everything like that and maybe then it won't happen again but my current save file and my current attempt at final fantasy 12 i'm done it's just mm. fully pushed me into disgaea 5 full time as my like grindy rpg that i'm playing yeah i'm done with 12 now so sorry square <laughs> you you know i know that 12 was always such a controversial title and some people liked it and some people hated it because of the changes they made my decision is not even vaguely based on the changes they've made i thought the gambit system was pretty cool my 
lack of enjoyment of this game has just come down to the fact that you forced me to purely grind to progress and I've never hit that point in a Final Fantasy game before. I've never it. been forced to grind to progress. Yeah, they fucked it by the sounds of things. Or they, they at least didn't they didn't put enough safeguards in, in that place for to, to kind of yeah. tell you that... Yeah, yeah, that's pretty yeah. much it. Like if I could, because I could use a teleport stone, right, to go back to some other town and then make my way there again and mm. get some more levels or figure out if there's another area I'm meant to go to first. But I shouldn't have to. Like, what if I hit that point and didn't have a teleport stone? Yeah, this sounds like the No Man's Sky thing where people couldn't make hyper the walk drive. Or yeah, whatever, walk yeah. drives or whatever. Yeah, yeah, and they got mm. stuck on the on the. Um, I think No Man's Sky was just a genuine bug, <laughs> rather <laughs> yeah, than I mean, yeah. Yeah, well, Regan, you've also been playing Final <laughs> Fantasy XII. Um, any thoughts on that yourself, man? Yeah, so I, I have as well. Um, I, I have not encountered, as I say, not encountered this issue at all. But then I've been sort of taking my time as I've gone through it. So I haven't really been rushing through to the next place. I've been taking my time to do the hunts and, you know, do a bit of grinding. And, and because what I quite like about this game is that and especially with the gambits is you can sort of just take Van or whatever your main character and actually just set them up to steal instantly from, you know, someone, you know, when you run up to a monster, you can just set them to, to steal from them and then switch to attacking. So you, it's quite fun. I find to just go out and farm. So just like, and you, so there's kind of multiple reward systems that you get from going out and grinding, you know, you get license points to get more skills, you get experience to go up levels. And if you've, if you've set things up nicely, you can also get items that you can sell and, you know, buy new weapons and all that kind of stuff. So right. I've found it quite satisfying. So not rushing through it. And maybe that's the reason why I didn't come across any sort of crazy difficulty spikes or anything like that. But yeah, I'm still really enjoying it. I've uh, been probably getting maybe an hour or so on it each day which is you know mm. which is cool i think it is the grinding like i think it's that i've hit a point where i need to grind now because i haven't done any just casual leveling at all up to this point mm. like yourself you know it sounds like you do go out a bit and just you know just do some leveling and mike was constantly sending me screenshots and i'd see kind of i'd be like oh i'm in that same area as you but you're like 30 levels higher and he'd be like oh yeah i found this room where infinite skeletons spawn so i just kind of hit times four oh, yeah. speed and sat there yeah. and got like 30 <laughs> levels on every character oh that sounds like, terrible yeah and i'm just like <laughs> okay no i haven't done any of that because that's not how i choose to play this game which is yeah. funny coming from me because i'm the ultimate game playing grinder kind of thing but <laughs> i don't grind for the sake of grind i grind for it with a specific end in mind kind yep. of thing and i don't yeah. see an end at, like progression should never be the end progression should be a given part of playing the game yeah that's um, fair enough yeah, so, yeah yeah totally but i mean that, that's kind of my thoughts on on that side of things but i'm also i'm also not quite convinced on the, the way that they've done the job system in this one um mm. in the original there was just one massive fucking license board and all the characters were sp spread across the single license board. And so oh, like the sort of sphere boards in 10. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. For all well, that's my memory of it anyway. I don't remember you having to actually specifically choose jobs, but so in this one, what they've done is they've broken the license boards up into, you know, small, smaller boards where you, you know, you choose your actual job and then it gives you the set of skills based on that. You can mm. have two jobs and yada, yada, yada. So, and I think I kind of like the openness of the original system. I can see that there's sort of kind of benefits to, and it, you know, that, that it kind of brings things down and makes it a little bit more simplified for people. But at the same time, I quite liked that sort of, the, the, the extra level of planning and, and dedication mm. that you needed on something that was completely open. So yeah, th th those are my only thoughts. The rest of the game is exactly 
like <laughs> the original so you know it is what it is um, nice dragon yeah nice. but what it, else have you been uh, jamming there man uh i last night bought uh player unknown's battlegrounds 30 bucks or 40 bucks why not played one game got died at number 16th or something oh, that's pretty good shit your first game out of 100 <laughs> yeah uh but i should say that like it was the second person that i came across killed me so like not a, not a huge deal oh, okay. I, I basically just ran across a map for i don't know 20 minutes and then got killed i just i just i think i was just fortunate and then i didn't come across anyone yeah uh, yeah did you have fun is the big question so i only played one round i should say that yeah. it was quite late last night uh and i did have fun but yeah because of the the kind of the desolateness of that particular playthrough i was kind of like is this mm. Is this is this is this it? You know, it took me. I basically just ran around through houses and across hills until I found someone and then got killed. And so I was like, "Hmm, interesting." But did you did you sort of have? Uh, was there a tension the whole time you were oh, doing that? Though? Yeah, there was a tension for sure. Yeah, uh, yeah, absolutely. And I was like, "Okay, well, I'm going to come across someone soon." And that was that. That was the the scary part of it, I suppose. Yeah. And then, so I managed to find a car, which was cool. And I drove this car, which felt a little bit clunky. The whole game. I mean, it's in it's it's early Alpha? access. Early access. So it yeah. it feels it doesn't feel super polished or anything like that. But the, the that mechanic is is quite cool. And that yeah, absolutely. You know, you'd run into a little town area. You would run into a building, and you have no idea if there's someone hiding in there. And you think that, oh, you look around, you go, well, shit, it, it looks pretty quiet. I can't see anyone about, but I don't know. And, you know, there's that that tension the whole time. So that side of it is really cool. Keen to give it another couple goes and maybe play with some some mates as well, just to see what that's like in a team. Yeah. Uh, but I can definitely see that it has huge potential and, and there's that, certainly that tension there. And it would be the kind of thing where you would, I guess, as a player, you would get to the point where you can recognize the signs of someone being about like oh there's a car there with its lights on or that door's open and it probably shouldn't be or you know just things like that which i think would be quite cool but um yeah early days early days but i think it looks good yeah that's did you did you ever play daisy regan no no i didn't you didn't okay yeah so th this this is sounding a little bit like daisy which i still think is a magical game daisy it's 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 a feeling i've never got from another game in that I was I was so overwhelmed with intensity in that game that I struggled to go anywhere, and I thought that was kind of cool. Yeah, because um, it was just you know there's there's people everywhere, and the whole the whole cool thing about that game is the people are the real you know the people are the real monsters. Uh, sort of thing. <laughs> um, but yeah, you're just constantly constantly watching your back, and and you don't really want to move too much, and you're crawling through the grass and. You just mm. you never know what's going to happen. And I, I thought that was wonderful. Yeah. It just really got, gave that survival funny. feel. It's always funny in Battlegrounds when you just see people crawling through the grass because it's like you kind of see the rustling. And if you come at them from the right <laughs> angle where they don't see you coming, you just stand above someone watching them go, <laughs> <laughs> like snaking through the grass. Uh, it's great. But no, Regan, yeah, we should play around together sometime. Like it's definitely uh, with the whole, you kind of have to decide when you go into it if you want to fight or not kind mm. of thing because there are there are key areas in the map which always are hot signs for battles right off the you know right off the bat yep. so if you want to shoot and, and fight and kind of feel like you're even if you die quickly you know like you were a part of something in the game before you went out then you know there's a couple of zones you want to drop into and if you drop anywhere else because everyone who wants a fight is going into those zones you will you know kind of just have the luxury of 
scouting the entire map before yep. the top sort of 20 people duke it out in a last stand kind of thing. Yep. Um, so which it sounds pretty, like yeah, you, yeah, then, as yeah. your first round, yeah, you just kind of dropped where you thought looked good and, and it wasn't a battle zone. So you just kind of made your way around from there. Essentially, yeah, exactly. So yeah, it, it looks really good. 40 bucks for a game like that is really you know it was great too and it's yep. it's it's taking the world by storm shall we it say yeah, uh, yeah so the, you know the zeitgeist of gaming is currently focused on uh mm. on pubg yeah exactly but uh yeah that's kind of it what about you abe uh just a couple of things from me and one isn't even watching uh playing a game it was watching someone play a game which i <laughs> almost enjoy as much sometimes depending on the game the first game I was playing is back to back to Super Meat Boy. Uh, never finished that game. It's you know ludicrously difficult. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the you know one one hit and you're dead kind of thing. Just been playing Super Meat Boy as a way to to blow off a wee bit of steam in between moving and getting everything organised and that. And I picked that up on PlayStation Plus I think a while back. So it's always good to I've got my current subscription going so I can I can play all those games that I've uh, that I've bought. Yeah, Super Meat Boy. What a what a wonderful game. What a just a testament to good game design. That that thing you know. You die and you die and you die, but you never want to stop playing. You just mm. you, th- there's always that little that that hanging carrot of I can get past that sore. I can get past that you know pool of acid or or whatever. I, I just I need to hone my skills. I fucked up. It was all on me. You never feel cheated by that game, yeah. Which I think is just absolutely wonderful. And it's just so it's just a simple little beautiful platformer yeah. with a killer soundtrack. I must yeah. add. I think um, that's the beauty of the game is that it's. It, the core mechanic of it is so simple in that yeah. it's 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 fast and it's frantic and it's one hit kills and that's that's it you know yeah and, and, yeah. and they don't just deviate from through. that <laughs> yeah yeah just just make it through the level yeah and the simplicity it, it, is what makes it great yeah yeah it's it's incredibly rewarding game to play if you can get good at it or if you can get better at it if you can't don't play that game because it'll <laughs> it'll it'll destroy you it'll destroy your soul yep. uh if you can't can't learn from it and learn from your mistakes sort of thing um i know a few people who've i uh, recommended that game to them and they you know our friendship uh, faltered a little bit there um <laughs> <laughs> but yeah been uh, been jamming that every now and then now the other thing i've been watching not playing arkham knight which is the third of the rocksteady bat batman uh batman games we had arkham asylum arkham city and then we had Warner Bros. Montreal do Arkham Origins and Arkham Knight, which is the third Rocksteady one. As I've previously mentioned on this podcast, that game is, I think, is a masterpiece. It's 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 so close to being a 10 out of 10, it's ludicrous. It's like a 9.9, in my opinion. This is the one with uh, yeah. the tanks, right? With the tanks. Yeah, yeah. so the, <laughs> the tanks, uh, 0.1, <laughs> bring that 0.1 down. But the tanks even aren't enough to diminish how bloody good that game is. Mostly the story. But I, yeah, I, I really, I get a lot of joy out of watching someone who is fully involved in an experience, you know, willing to dedicate themselves to an experience, go through a, a masterpiece like The Last of Us or, or like Arkham Knight. And man, is that game bleak! I forgot how goddamn bleak Arkham Knight is. Yeah, there's some stuff that happens in that that you're just like, oh, the balls on Rocksteady, eh? Far out. But yeah, I watched someone. Co- pretty much complete i didn't watch the entire playthrough but i watched a good chunk of the of the playthrough and just watching someone's revelations as certain things are revealed and you know um i I, I don't know if we can do spoilers for that game it's been out for a while but i'll 
essentially the Joker's in it. <laughs> you know, <laughs> <laughs> I think everyone knows that by now. But yeah, when the Joker shows up is is one of the best best moments of that game when he when he when he first shows up. It's like, oh shit, this is how they work the Joker into the game. But yeah, I, I love it. And I, I mean, a few years back, I watched someone play through The Last of Us, the entirety of The Last of Us. And that was awesome too, because you just you just see these range of emotions that people go through that you remember, you know, you yourself going through, mm. and it, it's it's a vicarious life at the moment. It's really good. It must be pretty cool to, I think, if I was a developer and I had made a game like that on that sort of level, and you know, getting to see people, you know, watching let's plays and all that kind of stuff, and seeing the the joy or the you know, whatever emotion you had designed and and planned for those players to experience, kind of really bubble up and, and see them experience yeah. and that, that must be a really cool feeling i think that'd be a wonderful new youtube series that i would subscribe to as as devs watch other people play their games if that doesn't already exist i'm not sure if it does but that would be really cool like mm. say druckman and australia and you get to watch them watch someone play through uncharted 4 or last of us or something like yeah, that. yeah totally or, and just do like a little wee commentary and yeah they could they could yeah. talk about oh that's perfect we you know we this is the way that we want the player to feel or you know that's an interesting choice they made there. That's not at all what we had planned or whatever, you know, that'd be, that'd be really cool. Yeah, definitely. And, and, and amateur players too, not your big cutie pies and your, um, what have you. Oh, just, just, yeah. just dudes, just people, you know, guys yeah. and girls sort of thing. It doesn't matter, but people who don't have a massive following, I think that would, that would give it a, that would humanize it a lot as well. Yeah. Agreed. Mm. So yeah, I think we should, uh, we should probably reach out and get that, uh, get that cracking. <laughs> Go for it. Uh, but, yeah, um, we'll move on to some news. Now, Regan, you wanted to talk about something that hasn't been in the headlines for quite some time, and with good reason, and that <laughs> is Mr. Sean Murray's No Man's Sky. Yeah. Um, I'm treating it like Sid Meier's Civilization, so it's going to be Sean Murray's No Man's Sky from now on. Yeah, nice. Yeah, they might not put it in the title like they have with Sid, but <laughs> this is all good. So this is interesting in, in a few ways because one, it hasn't really made gaming headlines very much, yeah. which sort of suggests that perhaps it's not doing its job. Uh, but so, so essentially what's happening at the moment, and this is still going on and it will still probably still be going on at the time that this podcast is released. There is an augmented reality game uh, going on called waking Titan. And as it's unraveled and people have figured out, so if you don't know, an augmented reality game is one of those ones where a company or a group of people drop hints online, or they might be physical hints, uh, and essentially a community of people come together to figure out these hints. It's kind of like a, an online slash real world uh, treasure hunt. Yeah, with, orienteering or treasure hunt. Yeah, yeah, essentially. And so there is one of these happening at the moment called Waking Titan. And as it's gone on, it's kind of been revealed that it is to do with No Man's Sky. And the theory is at the moment that it is leading towards a big announcement or maybe a big update or patch or something for No Man's Sky at the one year anniversary of the game. And we're not sure. There's It's been radio silence from Hello Games, which is, you know, kind of their thing kind of their thing these days yeah and so but it's been quite cool to watch it and essentially to to see this community kind of piece to piece this thing together i will say that the clues and the, the leaps and the investigation that's had to happen for them to sort of figure out everything so far has been impressive because the clues and things are crazy you can jump online google it you can find youtube videos explaining the whole progress up until now um so awesome community around it and they're loving it but my 
my question for you both here, as far as this goes, is one, do you care? Does it intrigue you at all that No Man's Sky might be getting a massive update that could, you know, potentially be a big thing and make the game playable, those kind of things? And two, do you think No Man's Sky can be saved? I, so, so for question one, do I care? I care about the ARG. I don't care about its ties to No Man's Sky. Um, I think Great. ARGs are just cool. Like there was that one for escaping me now, but that game that I played um, a wee while back, indie one. No, no, the, that indie game you played, uh, People on an Island. Um, the Witness? Uh, no, it, it'll come to me later probably. And at the end of that, there was a massive ARG which took people like months to solve. And it wasn't even about kind of anything coming after the game or an update to the game. It was literally just something for people who loved the game to keep doing afterwards, um, which I thought was really freaking cool. It just started with, I think, like a link or a message or, or something at the end of the main game. And people eventually worked out it was maybe for a radio station or something that was playing something on repeat that took them somewhere else. Oh, um, Ox are you talking about Oxenfree? That's the one, yeah. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, I think ARGs are awesome. I think they are really cool things to keep a community, you know, basically they form new communities. While Waking Titan might be something to do with No Man's Sky, guarantee you most of the people doing it don't give a shit about No Man's Sky. Mm. Like they're doing it because they're now a part of the Waking Titan community and, yep. and getting that thing solved and they want to be a part of that. And when it's all done, they probably will never go touch No Man's Sky afterwards. Yeah. Um, I think ARGs are really cool, but I don't think this one's links to No Man's Sky are what make it interesting or what anyone cares about. Um, I'm sure there are people who still like No Man's Sky who do care about the links because they think hey cool it's getting people hyped about this game that i still personally enjoy but i don't think that is what it's doing i don't think it's getting anyone hyped about no man's sky who didn't already still love no man's sky it's it's just its own separate thing i think for people who don't totally. care about the and game. that's probably why it hasn't really been featured in the news and things because yeah yeah it's an aig there's only so many people that are into those games and there's only so many people that are into no man's sky and we're probably not seeing any like a huge amount of overlap so yeah, yeah the point. diagram is very yeah there's not much going on there yeah yeah what about question um, two can no man's sky be saved i would say yes but it's a very tentative yes so my my answer pretty much entirely comes from the you know documented history of games that have been successfully reinvented after a shit show of a launch yeah um so final fantasy 14 being my immediate one that comes to mind of being a game that everyone hated and now is you know easily among the titans of the of the current mmo planescape kind of thing right. um so absolutely it can but the big caveat for that is all the ones that have successfully done it in the past already had a huge name tied to them. People were willing to give Square another chance because of everything they'd done in the past. Who the fuck are Hello Games and why should anyone care about giving them another chance? You know, Hello Games, all they've done is No Man's Sky, which was an abortion at launch. So <laughs> it's it very much at this stage comes down to who's willing to give Hello Games another chance. Mm. I'm, I'm sure they are able to reinvent it, reimagine it, relaunch it and make it what people, what, maybe still not what they initially promised because that is almost impossible to deliver, yep. but what people wanted from it at launch, like those realistically tempered expectations, they could meet those. And I would be surprised if they weren't trying to meet those, but I think you can't just, a game can't be salvaged on 
the work effort and intention of the developer alone the community has to be willing to allow it to you know be good yeah because if they're not prepared or willing to give it a second chance it doesn't matter if if it is a success so i think absolutely yes it can be fixed it can be made great but i don't know if anyone will bother to care that it is <laughs> there's i think there's been a lot of toes trod on and a lot of trust kind of lost there yeah and yeah i think you're right there's probably that's happened a bit too much i think for them to totally pull it back it might be a good game but whether or not they can win people's hearts over again would be another question um, what are your thoughts abe yeah yeah i've just probably got more more brief thoughts on this um i think what was what was the first question is it do you care essentially right uh yeah do you care and totally 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 do care um uh, i i i think it's a it's a really interesting it's not a great it's not a great you know thing for hello games to be in this shit in the shit show that they've been in but it's incredibly interesting for people on the outside to watch this happen it's a it's a sort of demonstration of of marketing gone awry uh of of indie devs getting in over their head sort of thing it's a, it's a demonstration it's, it's essentially a um you know it's a word of warning for hmm. for developers um this this sort of debacle fiasco yeah i definitely care I've, I've always i've always thought that no man's sky i was massively excited about this game before it came out and i've always thought that there's definitely something there something that can can be salvaged or if they add new content enough new content and things like that vary it uh, make it so every single you know uh, every single dwelling you go into it isn't the same bloody alien with this weird ipad looking thing who just <laughs> essentially does nothing and then you just leave and it just seems like a furn you know he's a furnishing of this copy and pasted house that's just on every planet everywhere mm, mm. everywhere you go um can it be saved that's a tricky one um a lot of goodwill has definitely been been eradicated uh i think it's a good underdog story and for that reason i think it it can be saved it's not going to be a revelation that it, that it could have been the, the revelation that it could have been originally but i think an underground community could definitely jump on this and at least make it a moderate success yep nice um yeah yeah so well, i don't know we'll keep an eye on this yeah uh, regan i think this is this is going to be something that you're you're following quite closely yeah relatively closely my my sort of parting thoughts on this would be if anyone's kind of interested to get a really sort of intelligent uh rundown on sort of the year that has been no man's sky so far uh check out uh, a youtube channel called writing on games recently they've released a video called a critical re-examination of no man's sky and that's kind of what's gotten me thinking about it recently so definitely check that out if you're interested and it's actually a fantastic channel in general so yes there's a wee plug for you yeah well, hamish black is a is a very intelligent um and good content producer definitely yep. check him out um but no that's that's kind of my thoughts on that at the moment so we we shall see and and we'll i'll keep everyone posted as as things unravel there pokemon I'm go aig website now like just this is just you know semi-interesting follow-on from it so there's this wiki for basically just people who investigate all the ARGs that come around. Yeah. Um, there are several currently running for multiple different games. There's one there's one called Layton World, which I assume is a Professor Layton ARG going on at the moment. There's an Odd World ARG going on at the moment. Wow. Um, but the most interesting one, if you scroll down a bit, is uh, an ARG called Definitely Not Rick and Morty, which was set <laughs> up by Definitely Not Dan Harmon. Um, <laughs> that's, that's a pretty good one. Yeah, there's a... There's, 
this one's a long one scrolls scrolling down a lot that's yeah not been not been solved yet so mm, there's cool. a lot of interesting ARGs going on so if you head to wiki.gamedetectives.net go get involved in some ARGs if they're your they're your, your jam. jam yeah that that professor Layton one man those puzzles are hard enough in the actual game <laughs> yeah <laughs> let alone in real life bloody hell yeah, it's uh, there are fifty Professor Layton esque puzzles scattered across the world, oh, um, and people need to find them and solve them, and that will lead them to other things and give them real world keys. Which eventually you need all of the keys to simultaneously unlock a bunch of locks to get into a thing. It's, it sounds pretty cool. Yeah, I yeah. think the really cool thing about these is the way that it brings together a community. Like people need to like actually physically go places and like for example yeah. with that like with the locks they're going to have to be like okay cool someone needs to gather all these locks together where are we going to send these and it's just it's just people coming together in a really sweet way i think it's great yeah uh, and on that note i mean people coming together and actually going outside and, and getting involved <laughs> um pokemon go is back in the news recently balthazar i think you might have might have he headed this one up I did not. No, no this this was Regan me. This was me as well. I did a wee bit. Of, I I read some news, gentlemen. I, you're, the, you're the news. You're <laughs> yeah. a, you're a, uh, what are you? Who's who's the newscaster nowadays? I was going to say John Campbell, but that's completely mm. gone out. Kent Brockman. Kent Brock. Yeah, we'll go with Kent Brockman. Yeah, I'm the Kent Brockman of OCG. So <laughs> this one is super quick. Basically, I thought it was just kind of interesting. So Niantic, the developer of Pokemon Go. Yep. They have held this Pokemon Go festival, and part of it was that they promised that when people got there to this festival, that they'd be all be able to fucking walk about with their cell phones and their heads down and capture rare Pokemon that they wouldn't be able to get anywhere in the world. It's, you know, I don't know, a Zapdos or a Doug Trio with blonde hair or whatever. <laughs> um, and... It's quite interesting because a bunch of people paid to go to wherever it was. I think it might have been LA or something like that. And they got there and the game wouldn't work. They People couldn't log on. They couldn't play the game at all, like, let alone get these, these Pokemon. And so a bunch of people, I think around sort of 12 to 15 people, are actually suing Niantic for the fact that they, you know, they paid airfares and all that sort of stuff to go to this. Yeah. And they couldn't. They couldn't play. Niantic um, refunded. They did full ticket refunds to a lot of people who, you know, were obviously disappointed. Um, but these people are suing Niantic. Um, I just thought it was kind of interesting that there. I, I suppose Niantic did make the promise that you know they, when people were going to turn up and and you know be able to capture these Pokemon's. But is it a big enough deal that you would hold a lawsuit? You know, it's um, yeah, it's a. Uh... My my you know my kiwiness is tells me that no one should ever sue anyone ever because we don't <laughs> do that here we we just get on with it or talk to the person about it you know don't need to go to court um, but at the same time it's I don't know it's a, it's pretty shit if you book airfares and you and you're you're on the way to a festival let's let, let's equate this to a music festival mm. say um, there's been one recently in the news called the Fire Festival which was supposed to be this luxury festival that was being held by um, Ja Rule or something like that, and and all the all <laughs> these people right. went to this Caribbean island, and it was just an absolute shit show. There was just no accommodation. There was gravel pits everywhere instead of yeah. like accommodation. Everyone was getting these horrible burgers. Um, uh, the half the bands didn't even turn up. It was, and they started getting a, a you know getting sued sort of thing. So imagine imagine going to a music festival and turning up and 
essentially it's not what you were promised mm. would mm. you want would you want your money back hell yeah would you want to take things further depending on if you paid airfares and all that sort of shit yeah potentially so mm. and i guess we need to know more about the story really because it's the difference between your example there a fire festival or whatever is yeah. it that you know you show up to the festival the bands aren't there there's no accommodation everything in which case the target is you know the event organizers for not delivering what they promised yep. or do you go to for another example uh you know queens of the stone age in auckland yep. and you go there the band is there you can see they're playing the music but when everyone shows up the local council makes you put on earmuffs so you can't hear anything in which case <laughs> it's not the event organizers or the festival or anything the local council did that now that sounds like a really weird comparison to make but it's my understanding that there were that there was okay there was a bug in this Pokemon Go thing festival yep. uh, that for about half an hour prevented people from logging in, but they fixed it within half an hour. And ah. after that, the issue was everyone trying to log in simultaneously caused such network congestion that the U.S. network providers, like the telecommunications providers, couldn't keep up with the demand and ah. weren't allowed. In that case. That's not the event or Neantic or anything. You can't sue them if your phone provider wasn't giving you the bandwidth that they promised they would in your contract you hold with them and prevented you getting on there because I've done a little bit of reading on it and it sounds like there were two issues and currently there's no answer because uh, Neantic are saying, hey, you know, we fixed our thing as evidenced by many people on the floor who were able to log in and play it who were with lesser used, uh, you know, network providers and everything yeah. um, they were able to get in so wasn't the congestion it was just the people on verizon who couldn't because 90 percent <laughs> of the verizon. people there were on verizon so they all tried to get in at once and couldn't and it's become one of those good old finger pointy sessions where verizon are going well everyone else all over the country could get into what they were trying to do um so it's not <laughs> us and the antic going well everyone who wasn't on verizon was able to get into pokemon go so it's not us so yeah, that's one of those things. Like, I don't, I don't think anyone knows at this stage who the blame was. Obviously, that half an hour bug where people couldn't log in, that was them. But it sounds like they fixed that really quickly. Mm. Um, and after that, it was an issue that currently can't be identified, whether it was Neantic or Verizon. So suing Neantic before answers are given seems a bit stupid to me mm. because yeah. it might have been Verizon. Agreed. That's interesting. Yeah, with, with that further information, yeah, I would, I would change my tune on that. Um, half an hour is, you know, if, if it's a bug that was fixed in an, a, a half an hour or even an hour, or a couple of hours that's fine i mean that's that's not a not a big deal to me as long as it was sorted but yeah if the telecommunications guys weren't able to to promise what they what you're paying for sort of thing mm. the onus might might be on them really mm. yeah agreed well there you go um interesting times in the world of pokemon go yeah i didn't even know that was a still relevant thing i thought <laughs> it was a been and gone sort of fad but yeah. apparently it's still knocking around people mm. still play pokemon go even though it drains the shit out of your battery and data, both simultaneously. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, we'll move on to uh, the, the final section of the show, which is our discussion. Now, Balthazar, I think you, you helmed this one as well. Uh, you wanted to talk mm. about when, when is not enough content to warrant a trailer? So essentially, how much stuff do we need to bring something to light, to bring something to the public eye? When does it become frivolous, essentially? Yeah. So I'm just seeing a, a rise in, you know, game trailers on YouTube that aren't, it's not, like, they're not advertising anything. Um, so on, on Friday, I watched a few at, at work and saw things, basically patches seem to be getting trailers now. 
and it's just a bit ridiculous. Like, uh, I think it's Warframe that that had one most recently that actually got me to uh, pop that in our docs. I watched it and I was like, "What? Like what? What? You you're just advertising a free to play game that's always free to play is still free to play, but you've put out a trailer for a patch." which doesn't even have a release date or notes about what's being included in the patch, just the name of the patch. And that's a minute trailer with a red background and a creepy voice talking. And then the name of the patch appears in the screen. Like that's not what, like there's a lot of that at the moment. And I, some of it is like, I guess why I want to know when it's acceptable is because Essentially, that's exactly what Metroid Prime 4 was yes, in the true. Nintendo thing. Like, it was literally <laughs> a bit of music and a title came onto the screen. The exact same thing could have been done if someone just said, oh, we're also working on Metroid Prime 4. It would have technically had the exact same effect. So when, like, should that have existed as a trailer at that show as well? Or should it have just been, you know, in, in the show notes that Metroid Prime 4 is also being worked on? Like, why... Why do we have such an obsession and we here just being the internet with getting a video for everything? Like a lot of the time it's it's completely irrelevant and it takes longer to watch a 30 second video than read two words, patch incoming or whatever, you know, <laughs> like it's, it's why, why, why are there trailers for everything? Um, do we, should we continue with trailers for everything or should we actually dial it back a bit? Because a lot of trailers coming out don't seem like they actually have any content in them that warrants having a trailer. Yeah, I I would draw attention to another trailer that's come out recently for two, which has added in quite a bit of content, and that's essentially a patch. But it also seems like sorry, what what, ga- what game was it? Ed? Uh, Titanfall two. Ah, uh, Titanfall two, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So they're, they're still updating that. You know, everything's free, um, as per respawn being good guys. But the the trailer they put out actually has quite a lot of stuff. So there's maps added, and there's game modes, and and there's all sorts of some new nonsense. Um, but it seems like you know, that's again, that's something that could just be patch notes. Like, mm. yeah, patch notes with screenshots. If you want to show the new maps, just you yeah. know, show an overhead shot of the layout or a, you know, isometric shot. Uh, I don't know, whatever. Yeah. It, yeah. I think it's the part of it is that companies employ marketers and marketers need to find things to do with their time. <laughs> True. And, so the that that's kind of they know that it's a essentially the internet is video these days and and a lot of for a lot of people is YouTube and you know that kind of particular sort of content and they know that it's engaging and so I think the it could be as you could look at it as as simple as that is you know it's a it's a medium that people are using and that's kind of the best way to communicate new things to them but I agree like I think you they they run the risk of destroying the impact of that medium if they're going overboard and they're putting too much crap into these trailers like i watched one yesterday on gran turismo sport and all it was was honestly 15 seconds of just cars driving down a track down a straight track that was it there was nothing special about it or anything like that there was no there was no information about like you know the different types of products because there's you know there's the normal version of it there's a you know pre-order version and a collector's version all that kind of stuff there was there was nothing like that it was just uh, yeah that's all it was and i sort of thought to myself i i know nothing i i already knew the game was coming out i know i know nothing um so i think they just i mean it is what it is they're doing it because it's effective but they're going to lose their effectiveness if they aren't clever about it i suppose yeah yeah 
Yeah, I'm not too sure because at the same time, I'm just thinking about when that Metroid trailer came out, and I have no affinity toward Metroid. It's it seems cool. I'd like to get into it, but I've I've I think I played part of one at one point, one of the side scrolling mm-hmm. ones back on SNES. Um, but I was excited when that because I, I I know all the background about people wanting another Metroid Prime game, and um, you know since GameCube or, or whenever that one came out. And I was excited when that when that Metro thing just came out because I know that everyone else was going to be excited. So I guess it was that vicarious thing again. It was me being like hyped for others um, in a way. And if they had just put that out in in show notes or, or whatever, definitely not the same amount of hype um, would have come from that. It was just a, I mean, it, it was with Nintendo Nintendo's um, what are they called Treehouse or Direct or whatever they did. So it was mm, sort of yeah. you know pre pre done and all that sort of stuff baked in. But yeah, I don't know. <sighs> Announcements like that, logo announcements. I think PlayStation are very guilty of it. Like not, so the main thing I see is always on the PlayStation YouTube channel. Yeah. um, Because I'm subscribed to it during when events like E3 happen. So I see all the trailers without having to go look for them. And so I've just taken a quick look now in my feed. And these are the three most recent videos put out by PlayStation. Firstly, a 30-second video which says The Sims 4 now on PS4. That's it. That's the whole thing. (laughs) No new content or anything that didn't already exist. That's just, you know, that's just a release date. That doesn't need a video. Yep. The next one, a minute and a half Need for Speed Payback customization trailer. It's basically a minute and a half of cars driving around a circuit while it says, we've brought back the customization aspect from previous Need for Speed games. (laughs) Okay. Okay. I I assume that people who probably played these games thought that was a given already because what the fuck car driving game doesn't have customization in 2017? That's utterly ludicrous. You don't need a trailer for that. And the third one here, I'm really disappointed to say because uh, this, like, such a good game. Why this Horizon Zero Dawn patch 1.3 trailer. Now, the first 20 seconds are the teen rating only on PlayStation and then Guerrilla Games. 10 seconds into this 50-second trailer, it pops up Horizon Zero Dawn patch 1.3 and has uh, Alloy standing on a rock. Then writing New Game Plus comes up. Then writing Enhanced Weapons and Outfits comes up. We're now 20 seconds in. Alloy standing (laughs) on a different rock. And writing has come up saying Unlockable Content and two new trophies. Now 30 seconds in, uh, she's rolling under a robot. All new difficulty level. 40 seconds in, another rock, including more aggressive machine behavior. And now the last 20 seconds of the video, a black screen saying update available now. Yeah, 20 that's... seconds of a video, <laughs> just black screen with white text on it saying update available now. Not going to lie, I want to go play some Horizon Zero Dawn now. <laughs> <laughs> I just, this is the most non-trailer yeah, I've that's... ever seen, ever. And it pains me that Horizon did this. That's, yeah, it's like two shots of Alloy and a rock while it says new trophies, <laughs> new collectibles out now. Oh man, Maybe yeah, it, really, it really brings it to light when you get all analytical and break it down like that. Yeah. That sounds terrible. I had to because this is the worst one I've ever seen. And it's funny, <laughs> I just quickly went to my feed now to be like, do I have any examples? Or would... Yes, I have the worst example there is. And it's for one of the best games of this year. So yeah, I, I think I answer... my answer to my question is yes. There's definitely instances where trailers should not be made. There is such a thing as not enough content to make a trailer for. 
Yeah, fair yeah. point. Or, or slight, slight rebuttal, and this kind of brings in movies as well. Um, and that you know, you guys know how much I hate trailers, movie trailers, um, particular, and I just don't watch them if they're over thirty seconds. I love a good mood piece, and if they can accomplish a good mood piece, say like an announcement trailer or something like that, in thirty seconds or less, uh, or maybe even getting up to a minute uh, without spoiling too much. I'm all for that because I think that's better than showing a shit ton of plot points that mm. you're just going to play through or, or see anyway. So, yeah, I, I think there is value in in stuff that shows very little, but depends which medium and and how you go about it as well. Fair enough. Yeah. Sweet. All right. <laughs> well, that's uh, that's the end of another OCG show for another fortnight. Thank you very much for, for tuning in as per usual. Uh, we can be found on overcastgamer.com. We're on all your favorite RSS uh, podcast. What do you watch them or call them? The, the assimilate? No, that's not the word. I can't remember. Um, we're on Facebook. <laughs> we're on Twitter. We're on Twitch. We're on YouTube. We're on pretty much everything under the sun. Uh, aggreg- aggregators. That's the word I was nice. trying to Nice. Yeah, good one. Good one. Yep. Any passing words, fellas? Uh, once again, go forth in game. Uh, nice. Try and get out and get some sun too. That's that's important. <laughs> that's important. Yeah, yeah. Don't become translucent like all of us. G- go watch the fifty second Horizon Zero Dawn trailer. <laughs> <laughs> Encouraging people to get views. They'll just keep doing it. <laughs> yeah, and then I can keep complaining about it. Mm, nice. If they stop, what do I complain about? <laughs> all right. And uh, my final words: uh, Fuck! It's Monday tomorrow. That sucks. Um, have a good rest of your weekend, everyone, or Tuesday, whatever. We'll put this out anyway. And uh, we'll see you in two weeks. Kaki Tiano.